find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. So how you doing? I am well. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you? I am okay. Good. Good. I feel like transferring credits should be an easier endeavor than it is. It should be, yeah. Especially now in the age of COVID. Yeah. It should be way easier than it is. And it's not. And it's frustrating me. And people are also not helpful. that's my gripe for today it might be different tomorrow but today that's my gripe nice anyways this was my pick Mm -hmm. and i deeply regret picking this movie (laughs) so i picked malevolent it uh maleficent it was being recommended to me on netflix like every single time I opened Netflix and Florence Pugh is in it and Florence Pugh is a spectacular actress and I love her so much so I thought that you know silly me I thought that this would be a good movie it's not no I was disappointed and you know that Florence Pugh is my wife so I was really excited and I thought it was going to be good and Mm -hmm. it just it just didn't do anything for me it it was The only scary parts were just essentially, like, torture porn. Yeah. And and it really wasn't very suspenseful. It was more just predictable. Mm -hmm. It didn't do anything for me, but I will say the acting was really good. Florence Pugh was good, and whoever the guy is who plays Jackson was really good. So the acting was really good, but um, other than that, it, yeah, it didn't do much for me. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, so I picked Malevolent. It was released in 2018. It has a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not great. Not terrible. Not great. Better uh, than better than Winchester, though. Better than Winchester. <laughs> uh, directed by Olaf de Fleur Johansson. Couldn't find anything that he really did that was good. Uh, written by Ben Katai. Uh, the str- he had also written The Strangers Pray at Night. So the, the new Strangers movie. And... Um, also, I think that this is based off of a novel written by Eva Cons- Constantinopolis. Okay. And do you want to know what else Eva Constantinopolis has written? Yes, on? I would love to. Uh, Doc McStuffins, <laughs> Rubble and Crew, and Pete the Cat. Okay, so she's so, a children's writer. Yeah. This is starring Florence Pugh, who we know from Midsummer. We covered that. Um, ben Lloyd Hughes, 
who is Jackson. He is also in the Divergent movies. Um, oh, he did look familiar. That's where he's from. Yeah. Uh, Scott Chambers and Georgina Bevan. Scott Chambers plays Elliot. Georgina Bevan plays Beth. I could not find the budget for this movie anywhere. They didn't want to tell you. So I have no idea what the budget for this movie was. And anything that I found in relation to what it made in the box office, it was, I'm not even going to have you guess, it was $67,000. So like basically nothing. But it is a Netflix film, is isn't it? it? I think it is. I don't know. But that's Which all I could find. Yeah, I think that's the only way that makes sense because... So I have, I have, yeah, I have no idea. It would have made more than that. <laughs> yeah. At, it would have at least made like $100,000. So, yeah. That's all I, I have for this. Do you have a, a Kayla's question? I do have a Kayla's question. Um, I would like to know if you were going to run a scam, Mm -hmm. what is your, what is your grand plan for, for scamming people? What, what are you, what scamming business are you starting up? Ooh. Like, are you joining a pyramid scheme? Are you... Hmm. A scam, a scam. I mean, if I could run a scam with you, I would definitely do, like, a mediumship type deal. Because you think I'm a scammer? No, but because, like, we'd... Like, I don't think you can do it 100% of the time. Like... I don't think it's like a foolproof thing that every time you meet someone you can do it, can you? If I wanted to, probably. I guess. But you're not going to always get the results that everyone wants. Like with hauntings and shit. Like I think that's what I would do. Yeah. I think I would run this scan if I could do it with you. If not, then maybe like some pyramid scheme type shit, honestly. What about you? My unlabeled grocery store. So you're you're agreeing that it's a scam and it's stupid. It's not a scam. I really think it could I think it could take off. No. No. Um if I were running a scam, I think I would fix cars because I'm pretty sure when I take my car into the shop, I'm almost positive they just make shit up and then like change the buttons on my dash so that everything looks good. I, I, I'm a, I do not believe that fixing cars is a real thing. I don't, I don't think that's real. So I would just start like a car repair business and I would just kind of tinker with people's cars and charge. Cause you get every single time I go into the shop, they charge me a shit ton of money and they don't do anything. If we're being honest, they don't do shit. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I would do. Yeah. It seems like they've got a racket going on. I mean, there are a lot that are scammers. I mean, right after I had bought my car, the check engine light went on. Yeah. And then I brought it in, and then they looked at it, and they were like, oh, yeah, that's this. And then they f- supposedly, quote, unquote, fixed it. And then I a week later, it came on again. And I was, thankfully, I didn't pay. I refused to pay anything because I had just fucking bought the car. Yeah. But 
like if I had not just bought the car, they would have charged me both times probably. And then uh, this one guy that I used to work with, he went to go get his oils, his oil changed. They left an oil rag in his engine. And so his car blew up while he was driving it because <laughs> they left an oil rag in his engine. Yeah. See, they just make shit up. They, so, have, they don't know what you they're doing. Mechanics, you really have a, a bad name and it's all because of, you know, just yourself. Yeah. There's no one else to blame but you. Yeah. Anyway, should we get into it? Yeah, let's talk about Maleficent. Let's crack into it. So, um, <laughs> this is such a, like, this is, I feel like this is a thing we've been seeing a lot lately where it starts out with text Words. on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And it rarely has anything really to do with um, the movie itself. But mm-hmm. this says, none of the dead come back, but some stay. Quoted from St. John the Divine. I respectfully disagree. But that's neither here nor there. Now we see Florence Pugh. Yeah, so we're going to meet our cast of characters. We have a brother and sister team uh, Angela and Jackson and then we've got Elliot who is a friend of theirs who is who's like their cameraman and then we've got Beth who is Jackson's girlfriend and like their tech She's just person. kind of like oh, there for the ride I guess. And they are scammers! Yeah they're um, loading the car with some equipment and then we get that it is Glasgow in 1986 um, we get that the sister is a medium of some sort, um, and they have, like, a job. They've been hired to help a dad and a little girl talk to their recently deceased mom, who is kind of sticking around. Ange, who is Florence Pugh, Angela, is getting some information. They find out they call her Maddie. They had a tailoring business in the basement. That's where she spent most of her time. Uh, Angela and Jackson also lost their mom around five years ago. Um, I'm also kind of upset that Florence Pugh doesn't have her just accent. She never does. Yeah, like, why not? Like, you're in Glasgow. Like, well, so, yeah, and th- we do find out that Angela and Jackson are from the U.S. And I know, that they moved like, to Scotland, but I don't know. If you had an actress like Florence Pugh. Why? Yeah, if you hadn't, I know it's based off of a story, but it's like if you have an actress like like Florence Pugh who has such a like a beautiful accent, why not just have her speak in her accent? Especially if you're going to be basing the story in Glasgow. It, I either think it's like yeah. they really wanted to go super true to the text, or the guy who plays Jackson cannot do an accent, and he's American. The guy, no, he's uh, he's English. Jesus Christ, and yeah. have them just do their accents. Dude. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, um, they we find out that they're faking it. This is a scam. Uh, they have they're making static noise on their walkie-talkies. They also have a recording of a of a woman's voice calling out to Frankie and who's the dad and Susie who is the daughter. It's supposed to be like the mom, and then the recording says goodbye and. Angela's then like that's it she's gone and then they get paid and uh while she's in the basement there's mannequins set up kind of from when they're they're tailoring business and one of the mannequins like turns into Maddie and like comes at her Mm -hmm. and she like gets a bloody nose she's kind of startled by it but you know that's it 
and now they're at the club. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then this, I think, is where we really start to learn more about the nature of the scam, which is that they're running, uh, I wrote down a ghost business scam, because it's not really, I mean, they're calling it mediumship, but that's not really what it is. It, it would be more like... It's like they have it. a medium, but they're like ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, they're ghostbusters is mm. is what they are. And um and and Jackson is kind of masterminding this whole thing, is is what we're finding out. It's also a douche. Uh he's using their dead mother as their credibility, kind of. Saying so that Angela saying- inherited the powers from their mom. Yeah. And Angela gets upset about this. Um, for good reason, because that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um. So, so what we're establishing here essentially is that Jackson is kind of a dick, and Angela's not one hundred percent on board. She doesn't really love it. Mm-hmm. Um. Angela at at home. Angela answers the phone to a potential client, and she starts to hear some kind of high pitched whining, um, that we also hear as the audience. It it sort of it's one of those things like they do feedback. in movies. Yeah, where it starts it, to sort of drown out the background noise too. And um, there's like an older woman on the other end of the phone who says that she needs help. She wants them to come help them. She saw the flyer and um, she's she's saying that they're they're screaming. They they won't stop screaming. And Angela's like, no, we're we're busy. We can't do that. Um, we also find out that Angela is struggling in school. She's studying psychology, which is ironic. Um, and she's at a meeting where she's getting yelled at by her teacher or, like, an advisor, maybe. And she starts to hear that high-pitched noise again. She sees a doorknob wiggle, which is, again, very classic textbook paranormal activity. Um, and hears a man's voice saying her name. And then she gets another nosebleed. Yeah. Angela then goes to visit her grandpa. Um, this is when we find out that the brother Jackson owes grandpa money from another get-rich-quick scheme. Kind of his... We also t- saw him take a pill earlier, so you kind of think that he's messed up in some drugs. And while Angela's with the grandpa, we see... I think it's Jackson just, like, meeting up someone for a drug deal or something. And he gets his ass kicked, so he's in deep trouble. Um... We also get some more insight onto Angela and Jackson's mother. Um, Supposedly, she pushed people away. The family moved to America, started a business, married their dad, and then was ended up being locked away because she was hearing voices and getting nosebleeds, and then she committed suicide. Um, So we got some more information from the grandpa on Angela and Jackson's mom. Angela then goes back home or is doing some research in like a library, I think, actually. And I didn't really make this connection immediately, but I guess she is researching the estate from which that old lady was calling about. And that's when she finds out that there it was a foster home and there was a serial killer um, that killed a bunch of the girls that were staying almost all of the girls that were staying at that foster home um then we go back to the house and the phone is ringing again it's the same lady and this time jackson picks up the phone he says that they're available and uh 
Jackson ends up, he takes the job, but he ends up being kind of a dick towards Angela. And he's being like this type of, he has this like gross hustler persona (laughs) and basically says that Angela is going to end up just like their mom and tries to guilt trip his sister by saying that he really needs the money or else those guys are going to kill him. So whatever entity it is that he's like buying these drugs from or whatever shady side business he's doing uh he they're gonna come after him and so jackson is what i like to call a scheme guy Mm -hmm. he likes to find ways to get money really quick without having to work for it right if this was modern day he would be one of those guys that does that gets like really unreasonably obsessed with stocks yeah you know how like people like all of a sudden on instagram that guy you knew from high school like their whole personality is stocks real estate and they're like flexing their really expensive watches yeah or real estate this that's jackson Mm -hmm. he i don't i'm sorry if you said this i was looking at my notes but he also listens to a lot of affirmations yeah self-help tapes and stuff yeah so he he is what i am calling a scheme guy he's uh he he wants to get money and it wouldn't surprise me if he was was maybe selling some drugs and maybe um, needs some money to to pay off his bosses. Um, I don't know how drug sales work, he, but but he's in trouble. He seems like the guy that was like that one guy who organized fire festival. <laughs> like he seems like he'd be the guy to organize something like fire festival and then be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like a really slimy, skinny, like. I don't really want to work for my money, but I want a lot of money type deal. Right. And they always end up in some kind of pyramid scheme. Yeah. Or and then they end up in trouble. They you know? always end up in trouble. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So that's Jackson and he's in trouble. Um, Angela agrees. Um, she has a dream of their mother with her eyes pulled out, which <sighs> these are the exact trauma nightmares that i get so fair um but yeah they so they accept the job they arrive and once they arrive we learn that the children were all killed by the old woman's son whose name was herman herman and he left all of the bodies propped up sitting in a circle um they kind of do this through again i say this a lot but one of those moments that i need because i'm stupid where they're like didn't you hear like, sh- like he left all their bodies sitting up in a circle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they make it really obvious for you. It also does not come back later. No. It does not matter that they were found propped up sitting in a circle. No. I think it's just added for creepy effect. I guess. Of. But, like, we didn't even get, like, a visual of it. Um, so they've kind of started setting up and the brothers being a douchebag trying to get the money up front from Mrs. Green, who is, like, the foster mother head of the household, head of the estate. She's really not fucking falling for it. And Mm-mm. she's like, well, your flyer says that satisfaction guaranteed I can pay you <laughs> once you're done, once you've yeah. succeeded with what I'm asking you to do. He's like, oh, interesting. Angela asks some questions to Mrs. Green about the screams. Mrs. Green just says that all she wants is a quiet house. Uh, Angela asks for a picture of the girls so that, so that she can connect to them. She also, Mrs. Green also shows Angela a picture of Herman, which is her son, who did kill all of the girls. And 
basically saying that she kind of hints that the girls drove him to do it almost mm-hmm. like he was such a sweet boy and then all of a sudden these girls came along like kind of a little bit of like tiptoeing into victim blaming but it's not enough to make you be like oh, okay you just think it's kind of just like a mom who not only lost all these girls but also her son is responsible and a lot of parents who are you know parents of serial killers or people who have really done bad things it's hard for them to accept you think that that's kind of what's going on here at first anyway yeah so they start staging their scam angela hears that high-pitched noise again she hears a little girl humming and she sees a little girl walk by too before she kind of snaps out of it and jackson tells her that her nose is bleeding again Uh, So she goes into the bathroom to clean up, and when she does, she hears more voices, and she also has a vision of a girl with her mouth sewn shut Mm -hmm. before passing out. (laughs) Um, And she comes to with uh, Elliot and Beth and Jackson all around her, trying to help her, you know, wake up, and Elliot's like, hmm, maybe we should just go. And Jackson's like, she's fine. Yeah. And then he says he loves her. But yeah. it's definitely just one of those things where it's like, hey, love you. Love you. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so they start to kind of like do their shtick and Mrs. Green is not buying it. Mm-mm. And there's kind of like a lull in whatever's happening. The weird guy, Elliot, basically says that he has a crush on Angela. Not really needed, but whatever. Um. Angela, so basically what Angela is going to do, kind of how Jackson is explaining it to Mrs. Green, is that she's going to establish a connection and ask them to leave one by one, each of the girls. What's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are for the Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories in the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe. <laughs> so spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares. Angela then starts to hear this like song playing and then girls giggling and I don't know I think it was Elliot who says something like really weird like who sings for the dead only I don't remember that part I do because I remember (laughs) it being like "Uh, okay and then Tammy shows up little girl Tammy shows up with her mouth stitched closed yeah so Angela is actually seeing a ghost now for real instead of pretending to see one Mm -hmm. and she follows her into the east wing which is not part of the plan and they are not supposed to go in the east wing um i also wrote tammy has forrest gump legs because she has those metal bracers on her legs i've never seen forrest gump you've never seen forrest gump Mm -mm. i've been to bubba gump but you've never seen forrest gump no it's such a good movie. I know it's the, long, but I it's know a good the movie. box of chocolates. Thing. Life is like a box of 
Chocolate. It's with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I know, I'm, I know the movie. I just have never seen it. I'm just not, I'm not really interested. Oh, that makes so Isn't much sense like, why I, when I made that joke about when it was raining a lot here, because we live in California, it never rains. And it was like a foreign, like, big old stinging rain, rain that came from sideways. Isn't that like a war? It, there's something to do with war, right? Or is he, it not? It's like his entire life. But he, he goes into the war at some point. That's where he meets Bubba. And then they become friends. And then there's Lieutenant Dan, who doesn't have no legs. Anyways. She has Forrest Gump legs because she has the <laughs> metal uh, bracers on her legs. But they only show it for like a second. But I noticed it. And I thought it would be important. But it wasn't. Um, so they are walking through, following Tammy. And then the floor kind of uh, collapses underneath of them. And Elliot falls through. Um, he's hurt in some way, shape, or form. Probably hurt his leg. We don't really know for sure yet. And Jackson does not want to call for help, like an ambulance or anything, because they need to finish the job. So they ask Mrs. Green for a ladder. They go down to help him, and then they find, like, all of these, like, messed up dolls and words scratched on the walls, like, help and everything. And this is where they kind of start to realize that this is where the girls were kept before they were killed. Um, the camera's also, like, hanging from the ceiling and, like, spinning. Like, slowly spinning. I thought we'd get a cool shot with that, but we didn't. Um, we also find out Elliot definitely broke his ankle, by the way, and he's gonna be a baby bitch about it for, like, the rest of the movie. He whines a lot, and, like, I'm <laughs> sure his ankle hurts a lot, but I've broken an ankle before, and you don't gotta be so much of a bitch about it. Like, she's <laughs> got low pain tolerance, I guess. As many men do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if Angela had broken her ankle, it would not be that big a thing. She would have yeah, gotten up. She'd and, keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> At least limping. Yeah. So uh, Jackson and Angela get a ladder and a rope to help him get out. And when they go down to kind of, you know, pick him up <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and bring him back up, they find writing on the walls that says help and these other kind of etchings on the wall that are have been sort of covered up with wallpaper. Angela says that the girls must have been kept down there. And then Angela is starting to explain to Jackson that, Jackson that she's actually been seeing things, that she's not faking it. She's been seeing okay. things, and he, Jackson doesn't really believe Angela. And uh, Angela says that she's done, she's over the scamming, and Jackson, again, once again, starts being a douche to her. Yeah, so they're arguing because Angela didn't, quote, stick to the script. Yeah. Um, we also hear the girls, the ghosts of the girls, whispering Jackson's name. Um, Jackson goes out to talk to Mrs. Green, and she tells him that he's failed. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm afraid you failed. And you're a faker. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's like, she's like, this is all an act. And she asks them to leave. And um, Mrs. Green at this point shares that the girls were to blame, not Herman, uh, because the girls wouldn't keep quiet. Mm-hmm. And so Jackson at this point is like, nah, fuck this. We're leaving. Yeah. But now we can't find Beth. He starts to look around for Beth. 
And as he does, he starts hearing the same high-pitched noise that Angela hears and also sees Tammy's ghost. So he is now starting to see things. Yeah, so Jackson is now seeing some shit and as well. And his nose starts bleeding as well. Uh, <laughs> Elliot is really going through it. Yeah. Uh, Angela's hearing more whispers. Uh, Jackson, while he's looking for Beth, also sees, uh, as, lo- as well as seeing Tammy, sees all of their equipment is smashed and the TVs and everything that they sent, uh, set up are smashed. Elliot's still not, a- I mean, <laughs> Beth is still not answering and Elliot is still being a little bitch and not walking. Um while Jackson is searching for Beth, uh, he finds some blood and finds Beth's necklace in that blood. Um, Jackson then also sees Tammy, and Tammy is starting to lead him somewhere. So he follows her, and over the walkie-talkie tells uh, Angela to take Elliot to the car and that he will find Beth and meet her there. While he's going to find Beth, he also sees his mom. And that's just kind of it. And then he starts immediately popping pills, which is a reasonable response, I think. Uh, There's some weird static noise. And then Jackson hears footsteps above him. And then he kind of goes up into this attic area. And that's where he finds Beth. And her mouth is stitched closed. And she's also trying to talk while her mouth is stitched closed so you can see her lips and like the skin around her mouth being like pulled and like ripping where the stitches are and it's fucking disgusting yeah i don't like that i've talked we've talked about this before i don't like that gory horror that doesn't yeah i mean this movie has a lot of that gory horror but they also don't really show a lot of it Mm -hmm. and yeah Anyway, Angela helps Elliot get out to the car, and Jackson brings Beth out to the car as well, where they start to drive away, and Jackson gets distracted by voices and visions of the ghosts. He goes to run straight into what looks like Tammy's ghost, but really turns out to be just some guy. I think it might be the gardener? Or, so like or groundskeeper the, the groundskeeper or whatever he was. Um, so that's unfortunate and he runs straight into a tree which injures everyone and kills Beth yes because no one put a seatbelt on Beth Uh, and Beth is flung through the windshield out of the car and has like this huge gash on her like forehead skull area and she is dead yeah so Jackson gets out of the car and he's holding Beth's body when he gets absolutely wrecked from behind with a shovel and then we see that same figure uh that same person come and drag elliot out of the wrecked car angela is still unconscious at this point uh and knocks elliot unconscious as well yeah we also get this really weird shot as if the camera is like between angela's legs and she's in the back seat and she's like passed out and her head she's like leaning forward and her head is leaning on the back of like the driver's seat and the camera is between her legs looking up at her passed out it was just really weird it was we just actually, get like one shot like that and then that's it it was an interesting shot but it reminded me of something you'd see in a found footage yeah, but nothing else of this has I, been found yeah, footage. So that's yeah. why it was like so out of place. <laughs> that's what I thought too. It just I, didn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it would be a cool shot for certain movies, but I don't think it really fit the style of this one. But 
Um, anyways, yeah, so Angela has been unconscious. She comes to and she finds Elliot, Elliot's unconscious body, and she finds Beth, Beth's dead, dead body. Uh, but no Jackson. And Angela wakes Elliot up. She manages to wake him up and she asks where Jackson is. And Elliot's like, he took him. Mm-hmm. So Angela starts walking back to the house. And now we cut to Jackson, who is passed out. And we see Herman and Mrs. Green there. Yeah. So the man with the shovel is Herman. Yes. Um, which is great. And then there's this scene that I absolutely fucking hate, which is, again, just basically torture porn. And I really don't like this shit. Um, but yeah, he's, he's all tied up. Jackson's all tied up. And Mrs. Green cuts off Jackson's tongue, uh, hammers a chisel into his, his jaw, uh, breaking it, yep. um, and then sews his mouth shut. Yeah, and Mrs. Green is also talking to Jackson about how her mom would abuse her as well while she's doing all of this to him. Um, And Herman is, like, holding Jackson, and he kind of has, like, this grossed-out, disgusted look on his face. So now you get the sense that it was actually Mrs. Green that did this to all of the girls and not Herman. Um, So angela is kind of looking at random things right now and herman comes up and grabs her uh angela then also wakes up and is strapped in a chair right next to jackson sees jackson all sewed up they kind of like well angela talks to jackson jackson does not talk back to her because he can't and uh under Mrs. Green's uh, suggestion, Herman is going to take Jackson out to the shed and then go and get Elliot. Uh, but Elliot has decided he's going to take matters into his own hands because now he can walk, I guess. So he has, by this time, hobbled up to where Angela and Jackson are and sees Mrs. Green starting to show, sew Angela's mouth shut. Oh. Elliot... Instead of taking the opportunity to surprise her, <laughs> she just says, let her go. I can't. That Listen, like, you could Elliot, have whacked someone over the back of the head, but no. Yeah, it was the right, I mean, right, he had the right idea. He's coming in to save the day, but he did the exact wrong thing because yeah. he, yeah. So that, so, so no, that was not good. Um, Elliot and Herman fight and Elliot stabs Herman, which kills him um this does not make mrs green very happy unfortunately um as elliot is untying angela mrs green attacks herman with a knife and just starts hitting him. it's a saw it's not a knife it's a saw i bet she has a saw and she's just fucking whacking elliot with a saw if it was a knife he probably would have been dead but because it's a saw i think she's like at least i think it's a saw from what i saw it was a saw and so yeah she is just going ham on elliot um and angela is like asking the ghost girls to help them Mm -hmm. so then they all start just sort of been standing staring at them (laughs) so then they all start screaming Mm -hmm. and mrs green's stops and she's kind of like suffering closing her like putting her hands over her ears and uh, then gets untied and stabs mrs green through the throat 
with something pointy like a screwdriver or something and then she dies and the girls fade away yeah angela leaves the house to go get help for herself and elliot and as she's walking down the driveway she sees jackson walking in front of her completely uninjured Mm -hmm. and just walking around and she calls out to him and he's like oh hey have you seen beth I, i can't find her and Angela doesn't answer him, and he just kind of walks off and disappears. So Angela realizes that this means that Jackson is dead, and she starts to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, she just sort of melts down it, it, just on the side of the street. She just kind of, you know, she's covered in blood still. She just kind of crumples. Onto she the just kind of crumples. And a car passes by and, and notices her and stops to help her. Uh, we get a cut to later in the hospital and uh, we find out that she's waiting to go see someone presumably it's Elliot and she gets into his room and Elliot's there alive bandaged up and he's doing fine Uh, then we get a shot of her on the phone with grandpa and he says that he's going to come over because Angela shouldn't be alone right now. And Angela says, I'm not alone. Finn. The end. <sighs> this was just... It was a movie. Lackluster. I think this would be a movie that... If I were seeing it in theaters, I don't think I'd walk out. But I think going into the theater, wanting to watch a scary movie, I think I, I don't even think I'd walk out being like, that was a waste of time. I wish I could get my money back. But I'd just kind of be like, really? Yeah. That's it. It just wasn't. The twist wasn't even twisting for me. Kind of figured was, that there like. There was no real twist, was there? I mean. Well, like finding out that Mrs. Green was the one who was doing it. We could have guessed that. Yeah, exactly. It, I yeah. feel like that was supposed to be a twist. I don't think so. <laughs> if they tried to make it a twist, it was not twisting enough. Yeah. And I really think they thought they did something with that last scene where Jackson's walking. And like, yeah. I don't know. It just, the, it this, I feel like this is a boring movie and probably a boring podcast episode because it just wasn't, it didn't do anything for me. No, it wasn't that scary. It was a little gory at times but not very scary. There were some shots that just didn't make sense. There were things that were introduced thinking that they were going to be something and then they weren't. Uh, I mean, the acting was great. Yeah, the acting was really good. The story is like somewhat original. The way I thought that it was going to be based off of what like the summary was, was that they were going to be people who were like basically like skeptics where they're like mm. we're just trying to like literally had no nothing mm-hmm. and we're just really just scamming people to make a buck and then they actually stumble into like a very haunted house and now like they're all of them with like skepticisms are like being attacked by like these ghosts right but that was not it even I that f- wouldn't have been as creative no it wouldn't have yeah but like the thing is is that like they could have left out all the mom stuff yeah it didn't need to happen (laughs) i guess it was cool that the ghosts 
like you think that I enjoyed that you think these ghost girls are like haunting them I mean they are haunting Mrs. Green because Mrs. Green fucking blows Mm -hmm. but like you think that they're like the bad guys you know like oh my god these creepy ghost girls that have like their mouths shown sewn shut they look so scary oh my god they're gonna kill me but in reality they're not like they're just they are full of revenge and they end up helping them in the end i thought that was cool but also it wasn't cool enough to like completely make this movie a good movie yeah all right uh rating on a scale of one to five tammies tammies Ooh, a one a one star out of five and the one star is florence Pugh. i'll give it a one and a half because i really did think the acting was really good yeah and like a lot of the like fun facts that i could find were just people saying how they also didn't follow anything in regards to it being in the 80s like other than like the technology that we can see and like the, the brother wearing like the like shitty little headphone cassette tapes like none of their wardrobe was really like 80s centric even the way that they were speaking wasn't 80s centric like it was just like you you didn't even like it just didn't seem like there was any effort put into it yeah there was no real reason why it needed to be said in the Mm -mm. 80s no so well so that's something if you're listening to this the only thing you should really take away is that you just shouldn't watch this movie no it's a waste of time you don't yeah don't watch this movie this is like our next dash cam except i think okay do you think this was worse or dash cam was worse (laughs) uh well i mean they were both bad in their own special ways dash cam was actually scary though yeah and i will say that dash cam as much as I hate to say it, because that bitch was so annoying, mm. I think dash cam was better put together. Mm-hmm. It was scarier. It was more well written. It had a better storyline. Was original. It was more creative. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I had to pick one, I would probably say, say dash cam. cam. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like the opposite of like like dash cam and Malevolent malevolent are like the opposites in the sense that like the only reason why this move why this movie malevolent gets one star is because it has florence Pugh, and the actors and the main character was great the only reason that dash cam got such a bad review is because that character is so insufferable right like if i could take florence Pugh and put her in dash cam and then <laughs> take that bitch and put movie. her in this yeah. movie they dash cam would be a f- probably 10 out of 10 this movie yeah. would just be zero yeah okay so i don't know if our winchester episode will have come out by the time we post this i guess probably not but what would you say this is a better movie or winchester is a better movie i think they're equal (laughs) they're equally bad yeah the only reason that this would be slightly better than winchester is because this movie is not completely shitting on the existence of a person who did live a life you know like these people don't exist sarah winchester existed yeah and lived a life 
and was a pretty well-loved person and they just kind of shit all over her pretty amazing story yeah in winchester thankfully this movie did not do that so i think that's the only one up that this movie has over winchester but they're basically equal to me yeah yeah i i would agree i think i would agree Yeah. yeah yeah this was um this was pretty bad but next movie is your pick, listeners, right? Or is yes. it your pick? No, because I picked us. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's the listener pick. So uh, we should start taking open suggestions instead of a poll. Yeah, I think that would be fun. That would be fun. We or could do we a write-in, and, and then, then we can pick the top. As if there's like a thousand people writing in. We'll just take the first four. Yeah. We'll put it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So. I, yeah, I love listener pick. It's always more fun than the movies we mm -hmm. pick because it's movies that people actually want to hear about and that's exciting. So we'll do a write-in and then the first four suggestions that we get, four original suggestions that we get, we'll put into a poll and then we'll have everyone vote on it cool well one way to participate in that is to follow us on instagram at speak of the double pod that's where we post most of our stuff uh you can also follow us on twitter that is less active but you will get notified to when we have new episodes um, on up on twitter at speak devil pod um we post new episodes every wednesday at 10 sometimes a.m sometimes p.m it's been 10 a.m <laughs> lately because i've been on my game but we'll see um i feel like i'm missing something we have a collab coming out next week with our friends over at shook podcast amanda and santa we are going to well we already did talk about uh winchester mm-hmm. which is a just miraculously terrible movie but some incentive to listen to it even though it is a terrible movie is that santa is a Winchester Aficionado. historian. Yes. She knows everything there is to know about Sarah Winchester, and we had so much fun learning about it. Um, we hung out for a couple hours, and we recorded an episode for us, and we also are going to be guesting on their podcast, so you should go listen to that when it comes out. Uh, we talked about The Sixth Sense on their podcast, so if you want to hear us talk about The Sixth Sense, An which is a remarkable movie, movie uh, then you'll be able to listen to that, and those should be coming out, at least ours is coming out next week. I'm not... I won't make any promises on theirs, but ours is coming out next week. But in the meantime, you should listen to, I think their very first episode, Santa does talk about uh, Sarah Winchester and the Winchester Mystery House. So in the meantime, between waiting for our next episode or when uh, our episode with them comes out, you can listen to all their other super fascinating uh, episodes, especially the first one about the Winchester Mystery House. Yep. And everything you thought you knew about Sarah Winchester <laughs> is not true. Well, well, that's it. I'm starving to death. By the way, I'm Kayla. And I'm Taylor. And we're not scared of anything. Are you? <laughs>